interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hey everyone, Joshua here, aka Titan Yabel. Today we're giving you a little taste of a segment we're calling Collide A Scope. If you're wondering about the name, keep listening and you'll figure it out. The full conversation is available now on our Patreon. Enjoy. Do we have a name for this segment? What is it? Where are we going to call this? No, segment? no, no. We're not doing. We're not doing that. We're not doing that, Torsten. We're we're freewheeling. I'm sorry. This is nameless. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, that's the name. The name is freewheeling. We're freewheeling. As many of you know, like there, the focus of our podcast, When Grit Happens, is not just about fabulous role play and a wonderful storytelling, um, but we also have a focus about how D and D has an impact on our everyday lives the you know the subtitle being when the real world and fantasy collide turns out we aren't the first brilliant people to have had this thought <laughs> That's not go true. figure That's actually inaccurate so uh i'm the first one of all oh, oh, oh 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 i have it i have it yeah yeah go for it this is the collide a scope. Wow, your face, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> you were so yeah. excited you about so that name. That's, you were so right? excited about that name. Because I that's have never our, seen you more That's what excited. we say. Uh-huh. We say where fantasy and the real world collide. collide. Yeah. And this is like looking at all the different colors sure. and shapes. I, I like it. it. I, I, it. I, I, I like it a lot. You I heard it. I that's can't the creative. I possibly like it as much as you like it, yeah. but I do really <laughs> like it. That, that uh, dear listeners, is the creative process in action. You just you just w- listened. I almost said Listen. watched, but you're not watching us. Oh my God. You just heard it happen before your oh, very wait, earbuds. More. Oh, there's more. more. There's well, more. no, I just, can we make a kaleidoscope that uses translucent D&D dice as the things at the end that like yeah. twist around and create the different shapes? That's it's cool. still happening. I like this that. is creativity. I like that a lot. Let's do it. Yeah. The artwork. So I was on the internet okay. uh, the other day. This cool. was actually back in 2022, ages ago. And stumbled across this article that was about how therapists are using TTRPGs, tabletop role-playing games, Ooh. in therapy. And the the focus of today's kaleidoscope is going to be uh, discussing this article. And today I am joined by... Hey, everybody. I'm Torsten. Hello. My name is... <laughs> Great. I'm allowed to do what I want. You sure are. So, uh, so I'm joined by Torsten Johnson and our dear friend of the show, Kaka, um, <laughs> to uh, talk about this wonderful article oh. from um, Wired. This which is I- from October, I think, of 2022. That's right. Yeah. And Cam Burns Shout out. has written a bunch of stuff about D&D, and then I got stopped by a paywall, and so I couldn't read any more of their stuff. So I guess we'll kick it off right here. Some of the things I found really fascinating about the this article were just like how how this kind of therapy came to be. It seems was truly by uh, people who were therapists playing tabletop role playing games and noticing how like they were just instinctively using them in their real lives. Like the question that they would sometimes ask themselves, and this is in the article that they would ask themselves after dealing with something in their life, what would my D&D character do in such and such a situation? That's kind mm-hmm. of where it seems this kind of like uh, vein of therapy started. Uh, so I guess I will kind of start there as have either of you ever found yourself using that kind of uh, of a thought model where it's like you're, you're dealing with something in your life and actually 
brought it back to the table to be like, oh, I wonder how, you know, so-and-so character that I play every week in this campaign would act in this situation. I don't think I've ever consciously thought, what would my character do right now as I'm doing something in everyday life? But I've definitely thought about how I would react if I was in my character's Mm. position Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and thought about what would that actually mean or look like for me. And that usually allows me to like have more uh, empathy and more, I I think, realistic role play at the times that I'm doing that than when I'm not. But I was one of the biggest things I kept thinking about in the article. One of them is that the first time I ever went by they was in Mm. a campaign Mm. And I didn't mean to. It just hmm. sort of happened. Like my character started as a she and then I fell into a pit and, and sucked in a thousand souls into my body. Hmm. Um, and so now the character I play has the memory of a thousand lives. And I was like, it doesn't really make sense for her to go by she anymore. They probably go by they. They have a memory of a thousand lives. There's no way they believe in gender in the way that anyone else does. And they've also experienced a million, a thousand different genders. So here we are. And all of a sudden, when I was going by they in the campaign, it just felt way more accurate for myself. Mm. And it made me really, it just allowed me to think about my own gender identity in a way that was safe and didn't feel like the stakes were too high because it was a game. Yeah. 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 And and now That's awesome. you do use you do use both she and they pronouns yeah. in your life now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think the, that that's another really great thing that kind of gets brought up in the in the article about how it is a it's another it's a safe space or it can be when it's when it is built that way for you to for people to explore things that it's a lot scarier to explore in you know in their realer life Hmm. yeah yeah one of the one of the cool things one of the therapists talks about is dealing with trauma and i i think my immediate assumption was oh therapy role-playing game trauma we're gonna somehow be like reliving these traumatic events or something and like trying to piece together how to do that responsibly. And that wasn't what the point was at all. It was like trauma can impair somebody's ability to connect with their imagination. And so simply having something like this, which gets you to embrace your imagination and and this thing really stuck with me. They said, uh, encouraging people to start thinking about what could be rather than what is, mm-hmm. because that can be hard when you have undergone traumatic experiences or dealt with oppression. There's all these possibilities in role playing beyond just role playing the thing itself. Like it doesn't have to be that you're up there holding a sword and killing the metaphorical beast that represents like it like it doesn't have to get all joseph mm-hmm. campbell yeah the beast yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be a metaphor for your trauma yeah it can just be delightful imagination that's the other thing that i think is really wonderful about like this field is that it's like you do you're going into your therapist's office and playing a game uh, and yeah. i think that like yeah. that kind of getting that buy-in of it being a good mm-hmm. time right. is so so huge and then you know the the lessons and the growth kind of happens in a very, uh, I don't like the word natural, but in a um, more measured, less obvious way, you don't have to go to therapy or go to play this game or go to do a thing because to go and confront the hard, difficult stuff, the hard, difficult stuff might come up, 
but you know it's just so much easier to want to go in and do the work when it's when it's fun you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah speaking of going in and doing and doing the work one of the things that came up in this in this article was uh th- there are a lot of games that are they're being built uh specifically for uh, for therapy but there's also a lot of there are other uh, versions of games out there that can lead to some of these same kind of uh re- revelations and explorations um, uh, and the one that they talk about is a game that I had truly never heard of, but sounds fascinating, called Ten Candles. Mm-hmm. Um, what did y'all think about this uh, this Ten Candles game? Too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a, a brief, too much a me. brief description, and this is truly just from the article. I, and I, I perused the website. Maybe we'll link that as well. But it's essentially uh, um, another kind of role playing game where you sit in a dark room and you light ten candles, uh, and there is one person who's a game master and maybe three to five players, um, but everyone dies. Everyone dies at the end, and it is this kind of. Um, not horror survival, but like horror storytelling kind of game where you're set up in some sort of no-win situation and you spend the next two to four hours essentially living out the last two to four hours of these people's lives um, and struggling with with hope, but as the player knowing that there is no way out. Um, and some, some, some folks have talked about how that's been very useful in helping them deal with the, with ideas of mortality and just enjoying you know the journey rather than being very focused on the destination uh, i'm just uh, curious if, y- if y'all had thoughts about um either the 10 candles game that came up in the article or, or um any uh, other kinds of role-playing games that you think might be interesting to explore for you know our kind of uh our interest in how the how the, the fantasy and the real world collide i mean i would play the 10 candles game um, <laughs> and i would cry a lot and mm. there would be a lot of crying yeah, yeah, tour. There's another quote from the article. Let me find it here. So yeah, as we as Tor looks for that, I say we have a Patreon stretch goal where we will release a ten candles episode that we play Ooh. live in person. If we hit what what's the goal? What's the goal? I say fifty. You want to say fifty subscribers? Want to say fifty? Yeah, fifty. Fifty. We'll do a live uh live episode, uh ten candles us it, by candlelight in a dark room uh, and we'll all die at the end. Um, spoiler alert. So tell <laughs> your friends. All right, folks, you heard the goal. 50 Patreon members and we'll do a 10 candles bonus episode. So head over there now to get the rest of this conversation and much, much more exclusive content. And next week, we'll bring you episode five of the Rock Ultima campaign. Grit on them. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Full episodes will come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content will be released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.